today on Ag News Daily. You know, think about a combine or a high clearance sprayer. You've got a lot of load on that machine for a short amount of time, and then that load reduces. Good Friday morning, listeners. Tanner Winterhoff, not alongside Delaney Howell, but joined by her. Today's episode is brought to you by Mystic Lubes. If you want to check out their top quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. That is M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Delaney, we made it to Friday. How you doing? We made it to Friday. You're sounding a little less peppy today, Tanner, after three days at the Farm Progress show. I got the energy, just my voice hurts. That's uh, it's a lot of conversations. I don't regret having a conversation at the show. I'm glad I met as many people as I did. It just, it just hurts to talk. Well, you did a lot of talking this week. Yeah. Like I said, I wouldn't take any of it back. I can't wait until the next one. There's already a group of people on, on social media sending DMs, especially on Twitter, getting ready to forward Decatur next year. That's crazy to think that people are already thinking ahead to that. There's a lot of other things that have to happen in the year before I'm going to focus any attention on Farm Progress Show 2023. Yep, I uh, I would agree. It's fun to fun to think about. It's great to meet the people, you listeners that came out to see us. That was a lot of fun. But time to jump into some news. Uh, again, broke at Farm Progress Show, Pivot Bio announced the industry's first on seed nitrogen microbial so they are calling it pivot or they're calling it proven 40 os which stands for on seed for corn and they are touting a one year vast number of acres of trial more than 2100 arm on farm field trials encompassing 1.3 million acres of tests this year this is the first on seed nitrogen coating they stated in their side-by-side comparisons that the pivot biomicrobes used the proven os had contributed to more than 14 percent more nitrogen in the plant and 12 percent more plant biomass compared to untreated plants in those trials so exciting to see more news of technology advancements being unveiled here at farm progress you know, speaking of Pivot Bio, Tanner, I listened to one of their top officials the other day. I can't remember his title. Ernie Chappell um, was sharing that nitrogen and fertilizer account for about 4% of the total world's natural gas production or like 4% of the natural gas production that we have goes to fertilizers, nitrogen, et cetera, or production of fertilizers, I should say. I thought that was an astonishing number to think about that on a global scale. Right. And I don't know why I would have expected that number to be higher. Uh, Oh, well, I was surprised it was that high, I guess. Right. I just, uh, when you look at it on a global basis, you have to encompass a lot of other uses. When you started off with the conversation, I expected something closer to 20%. Hmm. But yeah, when when put into perspective, four is still quite a bit. It certainly is. But Tanner, speaking of other percentages, Brazil's soy harvest or soy production this year is expected to jump 14% compared to last season. As Brazilian farmers are getting ready to plant this month, Conab is predicting large increases in soy production, 
about 300 million tons additional of corn, soybeans, cotton, rice, and wheat, which is a 14% jump compared to last season. However, we also have to keep in mind that South America is once again seeing a very strong La Nina pattern likely to bring hot and dry conditions for the third straight season here for the South American growing season, Tanner. So certainly might see an increase in acres, but will we see an increase in production if we do see a typically hot and dry season for the third year in a row, nonetheless, in South America? Yeah, DTN's meteorologist, John, is saying that he's He's expecting maybe a little trouble this year during that growing year, potentially limiting soybean production. But uh, that third year of a La Nina is certainly something that will be fun for us to watch here and see what type of effects we have. A little bit more weather news. Pakistan is no stranger to monsoons, but their flooding right now is hitting record levels. They can mark it on their calendar. From June to September, that rain will continue to come, but right now it's more intense and devastating than years in the past. So the Pakistani people have been impacted to levels of rain and flooding that are causing a climate catastrophe. They have now had more than 1,000 people killed and plenty more injured. Some of the provinces have received five to six times their average rainfall, according to NASA. That is a staggering amount considering the average consists of 30 years of data, including 2010, when 2,000 people were killed during the deadliest monsoon flooding in the country's history. So we're halfway to the deadliest flood, um, but it looks like uh, we have at least some good notice and people are being moved to safer grounds. Aid workers are struggling to reach 3.1 million homeless survivors after this flood has started. Um, So it'll be interesting to keep tabs on that one as Pakistan is being literally covered in water. Mm. Not great news for them. And neither is this next piece of story I have to share here, Tanner, but we've seen avian influenza pick back up once again. Two Californian flocks have tested positive for avian influenza. There was a 34,000 flock in Fresno, California, and a 161,000 flock in Tulum, and this marks uh, the first cases that we've seen reported in quite some time. And HPAI, which is a different strain, a strain nonetheless, was reported a few days prior to that in a 33,000 bird flock in Fresno. So, so far we've seen no other cases um, except for one backyard poultry case as well, Tanner. Yeah, we don't need to start that bird flu season off any earlier no. than we than we have to, especially when we're looking at uh, farm income projections being a little bit lower. We reported on that earlier in the week, but the USDA now has released their recordings for 2021 to make exactly the comparisons that we're looking at here. USDA's Economic Research Service released data yesterday pegging the anticipated 2022 net farm income at 1 million or 147.7 billion. That is a 5.2% increase from now the official numbers of 2021. Most of that growth is driven by increased cash receipts, obviously the run-up delaying in grain prices and commodity prices. The cash receipts are expected to increase in 2022, even despite lower government payments. I didn't realize this, but it makes a lot of sense. We had a lot of government payments hit in 2021. 
the direct government payment forecast fell by 12.8 billion or nearly half, 49.7%. So only looking to have government support of $13 billion in 2022. And of course, Delaney, that includes the PPP loans, CFAP, uh, all of the programs that farmers and our listeners took part in in 2021 will not show back up for 2022. So even though this large increase in cash receipts, the total farm profit income across the industry is projected at 525.3 billion for 2022. It'll be interesting to see what margins look like in 2023 when we get more detailed forecasts there. Fantastic. Well, Tanner, let's take a quick break here to hear from today's sponsor, Sitgo Mystic, before we continue on with the news. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. And Tanner, my next piece of news here is turning over to our friends in Ukraine who are still trying to do their best get, to get grain out of the country. So far, recent grain exports have topped 1 million metric tons with a total of 44 ships sent to 15 different nations. But they said there is still quite a bit of grain left to export. And according to Reuters, Ukraine's shipment of ag exports could rise to upwards of 6 million tons in October as the seaports reopen. However, of course, as we've been continuing to report on, it's not been all peaceful between Russia and Ukraine as we've continued to see um, more missile strikes, especially impacted to those port areas, as well as the storage areas at those ports, Tanner. Yeah, and the United Nations Nuclear Agency is saying that now that they have arrived on site, they will stay put. So they are crossing into the Russian-held territory in Ukraine, where that Europe's biggest or Europe's biggest nuclear power plant is at. Both sides will be warned of potential catastrophe. The International Atomic Agency, Atomic Energy Agency inspection team braved the intense shelling to reach the nuclear power plant, arriving after a delay of several hours on Thursday. The large convoy with heavy presence from Russian shoulder soldiers was nearby. They said, now that we're here, we are not going anywhere. This is the plant that we need to monitor, and it is not moving. It is going to stay here. The uh, head, Rafael Grossi, who personally led the mission, told reporters that they will stay in place. He said the experts have remained at the plant and they will provide impartial, neutral, and technically sound assessment for all nations participating to make sure that nothing happens in a catastrophic fashion. So it looks like things might have been worse than we had led on to believe, Delaney, since they have shown up and stated the conditions need to be monitored by independent parties. Absolutely, Tanner, but still a lot of news coming out of there. I'm sure we're only scratching the surface of updates coming out of that Black Sea region. Correct. Well, that's the last piece of news I've had. Do you have anything else before getting into markets? I don't think so, Tanner. I think we ought to take a, one more quick break here, though, to hear from today's sponsor, Sitco Mystic. 
Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Well, Tanner, taking a look at the markets this morning, we're certainly seeing finally a little bit of positive trade on the morning as new crop corns up about five pennies on the day at 663. New crop soybeans up 17 cents at 1412. September wheat, excuse me, December wheat up 10 cents on the day at 804. And taking a look at livestock today, we're seeing mixed trade as December live cattle up 30 cents at a buck 4887 while October feeders are down 47 cents on the morning at 183.87. Lean hogs are pushing lower as well, with the October contract down 22.5 cents at 91.72.5. And, and we'll see where the grains leave us. Of course, we've got a holiday weekend, Tanner, so I'm actually surprised to see grains up on the morning. Typically, you know, ahead of the weekends, they try to square off positions before a three-day week work week. And, of course, we don't have a podcast on Monday to chat markets, but we'll be chatting about them anecdotally on Tuesday. Yeah, it. Uh, I saw a lot of articles come out this morning with some same surprise sentiment ahead of the three-day weekend. Uh, we did at Farm Progress Show on the Farm for Profit podcast get to talk with uh, GFY.ag. So if you are interested in some market conversations on Monday, you can catch it there. But certainly don't stop listening now as we're about ready to get into another great conversation on our show. Absolutely, Tanner. We're talking about tires today, which you wouldn't think is a huge piece of technology in agriculture, but it's really important. And we're going to talk about that today with Michelin Tires. So let's turn it over to that conversation. All right. Ready for a great conversation here around tire technology we have the pleasure of having David Graydon here, Global Account Manager for Michelin, also formerly in the marketing department is what it sounds like. So welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you very much. Excited to be here. Farm Progress Show 2022, Delaney. It's exciting. What have you seen that you've already thought was, wow, I can't believe that. Well, I'm glad we're talking tires today because as you walk down the Farm Progress Show aisles, that is one of the biggest things you notice on new equipment is how big those tires are. That's right. In fact, um, people forget about the tires under their machines typically. You know, you're buying a big big horsepower machine, but, but we also have to think what transfers that torque from the engine that you just paid an enormous amount of money for to the ground. So what is Michelin excited to unveil or release here at Farm Progress Show? You know, we've got a few things. Uh, we just recently re- uh, uh, released a, a press release on three new products. We've got a new spray bib, a sprayer tire. It's a CFO technology, cyclical field operation. That's a that's a fantastic product. It's um, something no one else is doing right now uh, in the uh, in the sprayer tire technology. We also have an AgroBib 2, which is a it's a, a line extension essentially of a of a very bread and butter product that we have. We also have a uh, Trail X bib, which is a, a, a trailing 
implement tire, uh, steel belted radial tire also. So, and then in our booth, we're also showcasing PTG Systems, which is also a technology owned by Michelin, which is tire pressure monitoring and and management system uh, with the touch of a button. So we, we got a, we're really focused around tire technology in and around beyond tires. Uh, this year at Farm Progress. Tanner, isn't that crazy that we're talking technology when it comes to tires of all things? You don't think about that every day. Well, it is fascinating. I've had a lot of conversations around compaction, like you said, power to the ground. It, it is an integral part in these machines that we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on it. And it's I get lost in YouTube every once in a while. And it's neat to see those tire pressure systems that can adjust, whether you're on the road or in the field, to extend the life of these tires. Is that some of the same type of technology that you're talking about? Absolutely. In fact, not just extend the life of the tire, but also reducing that soil compaction. Third-party studies, Harper Adams University, University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana, both have done independent studies using Michelin VF or very high flexion tires and have been able to prove up to a 4.3% yield gain by reducing compaction in uh, underneath the machines. And that's enormous. Yeah. So I want to dive in a little bit more here into the spray bib CFO, the cyclical field operation. I've never heard that term. Obviously, when I'm thinking CFO, I'm thinking chief financial officer, which that is not the case here. <laughs> Very important, though, it also. Is. Yeah. But what is, tell us more, what is cyclical field operation? So cyclical field operation, it allows, it allows a tire to carry higher load capacity for shorter time. So essentially, you know, you understand, you know, think about a combine or, or a high clearance sprayer, you've got a lot of load on that machine for a short amount of time, and then that load reduces. Historically, and, and, and currently, um, the trend is to set air pressures for sprayer tires at 40 miles per hour. So in, in the VF technology, 40 miles per hour, well, I mean, in the field, you're not going 40, you're going 12, right? And so as you come down in your speed, you can also reduce your air pressures to carry and carry higher loads at lower air pressures, but you're going much slower. And so CFO, what's that, what that has allowed us to do is to change our uh, load inflation tables to allow for a much lower air pressure. Now, lower air pressure means a longer, wider footprint. You've got higher tractive capacity. So all of a sudden, you've got more lugs to the ground. Mm -hmm. You've got better flotation, which translates to lower soil compaction and therefore higher yield. Yeah, it's just going straight to the bottom line. And we're talking about technology that sometimes is taken for granted because it's what comes on the machine when you bought it. Absolutely. We don't make decisions to replace a tire or upgrade a tire on a regular basis. But would you say with the new technology that that could be a decision that's worth looking at? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, some of the cost benefits, when you look at the, when you plan out your costing and, and do, a, do an overall cost analysis on products like tires and these new technologies, you have to be able to come out ahead, right? Or it doesn't make any sense. At Michelin Agriculture, we have historically focused on the needs of the farmers and determined what, what are they looking for. Uh, and we, we look at it at a global scale. What do farmers need? Well, first off, we've got a, we're reducing the tillable acreage around the world, right, mm -hmm. with, a, with an ever-growing population. So we need to make more food with less resource. Right. So part of that has to be, you know, we have to improve yield. How do we improve yield, right? We know what affects yield. We know its inputs. We know that it's, you know, the sun and the rain, things we can affect, right? But there are things we can affect, and that's that soil compaction. It's, uh, it's our inputs that we put into the ground prior to growing that, that 
that grain? I mean, there's a, there's a lot to it, but, um, I mean, the technology is there. I think you just have to do a cost out and, and determine what is, is it worth it for you. So you mentioned what are you looking for, what do you need? That's always something that's driving farm profitability. Yield, obviously, at the end of the day, does as well. But being a global account manager, I'm going to assume that you talk to a lot of farmers from all over the world. What are you hearing this year in particular? This year in particular, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. Um, the, the overall market is hesitant, but they're still spending money right now. Our input costs, of course, are really going to hit us next year, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Typically, when, when you know, farm net income is impacted, typically OE is the first, you know, the first reduction, right? Um, things are still going to be strong because commodity prices are still going to be strong. I think we're going to see this for a couple more years. We're going to really see some, some, uh, uh, some really good uh, positive movements in the market uh, for the next couple of years. And so uh, I got distracted because if you heard that in the background, <laughs> listeners, we have a great breeze coming through here at the Farm Progress Show, which I don't want to trade for anything, but I know that's not going to be the first time something falls <laughs> off the countertop. But I thought we brought in a drummer for a yeah, second. We should have. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. good. <laughs> but before we close out, I just had a, a curious question. So how old is the Michelin man? Uh, let's see. He's over 100. Huh. Um, I can't remember his birth date exactly, but his name is Babindum. But say that again. Bibendum. Bibendum. Yeah. Okay. B i b e n d u m. How did we come up with that name? So it's French. So huh. yeah. Okay. Is Michelin French? It is a French a company? company. That's correct. Yeah. So there's no relation to the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> no, no. But th- I think I think that uh, I think he may have had some influence on the Pillsbury Doughboy. They may have been friends. <laughs> That's good. Um, so. Well, I I don't want to make too light of that. That's my poor attempt at humor. <laughs> But before we close out, what, what is something that you want our listeners to know? How do you want them to, to come look you guys up? What's the call to action out of this conversation? You know, again, Michelin begins developing our products with our customers. Right? We, we hear a need. We begin developing towards that need. And so we, we love to hear from our customers. We love to hear from all producers. We love to hear from our dealers. Otherwise, we don't, know what, we don't really know what direction to go, right? So it, it starts with the customer. Um, you can reach us. You can learn more about us at hardworkingtires.com or uh, michelinagriculture.com. We have, uh, we have yield calculators that we've put up there on the last couple of days. We've got air pressure calculators. We've got tools and resources to be used. You can come see us at Farm Progress. We've got tons of experts down there. Um, we have probably one of the largest sales forces uh, out there in North America, um, all of them carrying a set of scales in the back of their pickup trucks and ready, willing, and excited to weigh machinery, set air pressures, you know, calculate your, your torque transfer and proper weight distributions, things like that. We are one of the only manufacturers that, that equips our salespeople with those tools and resources. So, yeah, Delaney, and that's wow. important. One of my other co-hosts on the Farm Profit Podcast has stated that that is an invaluable tool and to have access to a resource like that, especially when it comes to the sprayer technology. So, David, we appreciate you being a guest, spending a couple of minutes here out of your busy day to uh, let our listeners know what's going on at Michelin. Absolutely. Thank you both. Well, there you go, Delaney. There is technology in tires, and it's fascinating to see where levels of efficiencies can be gained as we look at our wheels. Absolutely. And that's one piece of the machine that, like he was saying there, we don't often pay close attention to, Tanner. That's right. And one thing that we do pay close attention to is our listeners. So you guys continue to send us ideas for 
conversations or experts to have on the podcast. Find the Ag News Daily on all your social media platforms and follow along with us. Absolutely, Tanner. With that, should we let the people go? Let's let them go. 